Skip Bayless here. I want to tell you about my podcast, The Skip Bayless Show. On this show, my show, I go deeper than I ever have, taking you behind the scenes of some of the biggest moments in sports, behind the headlines, even peeling back the curtain on my own personal life. I like to call it the un-undisputed. Instead of debating my partner, Shannon Sharp, I'll tell you stories you've never heard before and let you in on what makes me, me. Make sure you listen to The Skip Bayless Show on your favorite podcast app. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Wygen. Purple Mafia is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Stitcher, Double Twist. Thank you once again for joining me today. As it's time to take the deep dive into the NFL Draft, ladies and gentlemen, the 2021 NFL Draft Preview. Now, first, the disclaimer, I am going to tell you straight out, I am not, I repeat, not an NFL draft expert. I'm not this college football wonk who knows everything about everybody, so please bear with me. (laughs) I'm mostly, again, projecting and hoping for the Vikings to do this and do that, basically. Like, the strategies going forward with the Minnesota Vikings, not necessarily a deep dive and super-duper analysis of each player that we may or may not be looking at, especially throughout seven freaking rounds. Uh, another thing, again, I mean, uh, for a lot of the information, obviously, you, you research a little on YouTube, you know, uh, you watch some videos, so to speak, and then some text from Lindy Sports, places like that, Lindy Sports, uh, Pro Football Draft, things like that, because who in this world really has the time to deep dive into hundreds and hundreds of players? Like, nobody really does unless they're able to do it for a living. So, unfortunately, that's uh, not my career at the moment. Just giving you that straight up at the beginning. Don't be expecting necessarily just this deep drive into every single player. Of course, for me, it's more of like who I'd like the Vikings to take, so to speak. You know, my 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 personal opinion, so to speak, from my perspective, this and that going forward. How the Vikings should go, and of course, it would be O-line, 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 if you can't guess. But of course, that's early on, not the entire time. I'm also going to do a couple of... Uh, simulated drafts just for fun because they only take a few seconds, few minutes, so to speak, here and there, just for fun on the fly to see how things go and who I would take in that situation. And some of you may agree, some of you may not, but that's the fun of it. That's the fun of the NFL draft. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's going to be right all the time. And quite frankly, taking quarterbacks in the fifth and sixth round, for them to become NFL starters is extremely lucky. For them to become legends is, you know, one in a bajillion. You know, like Tom Brady, a sixth-round pick, becoming the greatest quarterback of all time. Nobody on the planet was going to guess that. Nobody. But it happened. It, it does once in a while. It's okay to take flyers on guys and hope for the best. There's a quarterback out there that 
Some of the mock drafts have the Vikings taking in the early to mid rounds. We'll talk about him in a bit, but uh, that's just kind of how things go. Let's get caught up with free agency and transactions first. The current Minnesota Vikings news. <laughs> well, we know about Anthony Harris going to the Arizona, no, the Florida, the Philadelphia Eagles. Sorry, I am losing my mind already. Isn't that fun? But it's because you're excited, you want to get going. Well, the Vikings traded a 2021 six-round pick to the Arizona Cardinals for Mason Cole. Mason Cole, who started a few games, pardon me, he was a third-round pick just a few years back. Oh, uh, they were addressing the offensive line. He's He's been a center. He's been an interior lineman, but generally a center. Third-round pick, 33rd overall by the Cardinals in just 2018. So you never know. Out of Michigan, that's obviously a legitimate Big Ten school. Born March 28, 1996. Still got his whole career ahead of him, quite frankly. Um, so there's something. There's something moving forward. It says he's fumbled four times in 2018. I'm not sure about that. That's kind of weird. But he has played three seasons in the NFL, started most of them for the Arizona Cardinals. So we'll see. We'll see if he's going to play guard or if he's going to be uh, somebody to light a fire under uh, Mr. Bradbury, who's been extremely disappointing so far. I mean, it's okay to say that, right? doesn't make me a negative fan or not a fan. And he's the guy I endorsed for the draft when we took Mr. Bradbury in 2019. A former Minnesota Vikings draft pick who I endorsed big time into the draft preview that year in 2016. I can't believe it's been that long already. Mackenzie Alexander's returning back to the Minnesota Vikings on a one-year ditty. Second round, 23rd pick in the second round. So, there you go. So, I guess it was a third late-round pick for Mason Cole. They're not saying overall. They're saying it in the round. Why don't they just say overall? That's kind of weird. But Mackenzie Alexander, one year with Cincy last year, he played in 13 games. He's never played a full 16-game season. But, obviously, a very valuable guy. Uh... I loved him very much. He's very physical, very solid. He's going to be a wonderful addition. And now we have four legitimate cornerbacks, quite frankly, to be, uh, you know, and, and then you still have Harrison Hand as a fifth guy, which tells me, I, Mike Zimmer, you don't need to take a cornerback in the uh, in, in the draft unless it's in the later rounds. You want to take a flyer on the guy, kind of like he did with Harrison Hand last year, who looked very promising later in the season. McKenzie Alexander got his only third interception of his career because they just don't throw the ball his way. That's why he doesn't get interceptions in the, in the uh, you know, that's, that's why he doesn't get interceptions. They don't throw the ball his way, just like in college, right? Uh, he had a career long in return yardage for the interception of 21. He had an interception in 2019 for the Vikings. And of course, he left angrily because he was played in the final game of the season, which didn't mean anything for playoff seeding. The Vikings were going to be what they were, the number three seed in the postseason. Couldn't catch the Packers or anyone else, of course. Couldn't catch the Packers to win the division, so there's no bye to be had. And we couldn't move down either. Uh, McKenzie was not happy. He got injured in that game. Um, left angrily, but, well, bygones were bygones. We brought him back. Uh, Cincinnati wasn't... Uh, the Pastors weren't all that green in Cincinnati last year, as they really haven't been in forever. Deflected six passes. He deflected a career-high 10 in 2018. And I still remember the sack he got. Uh... On a, on a corner blitz. Was that in 2018? It must have been when the Vikings were playing better. He got only credit for a half sack in 2019? I, I swear I remember that one. He was a, it was a corner blitz. It looked nice. He, he was just wide open right to the quarterback there. It must have been in 2018. Um, I love those corner blitzes when, you know, when, when they work. It's nice to get some pressure, so to speak. And you can use them in so many different ways. Obviously, again, a, uh, definitely a slot corner at times as well. Obviously, very physical. Could definitely handle the position in a big way, but you have serious depth at the corner position now because guys get hurt, this and that. Uh, Jeff Gladney, Cameron Dantzler, Patrick Peterson, Mackenzie Alexander. I think we're in good good hands, and then Harrison Hand 
good hands, Harrison hand. We also signed a safety to a one-year ditty from the Dallas Cowboys. None of these guys for a whole lot of money, about $4 million each. Uh, Xavier Woods comes to the Minnesota Vikings. Not too much, actually, even less. I think it was about $3 million for Xavier uh, Xavier Woods. One-year deal from the Dallas Cowboys. So there's your new safety to join Har- uh, Harrison Smith. Not Harrison Hand, but Harrison Smith. Uh, 48 solo tackles last year. He was a sixth-round pick, seventh seventh pick in the sixth round by the Cowboys in 2017. He's been solid, though. He's been a solid starting safety in the NFL. Five career interceptions, two of them in 2019 and two of them in 2018. Obviously played in the postseason in 2018 for a couple games. Uh, Cowboys actually won a playoff game that year. Congratulations to Mr. Garrett. That was his first playoff win, finally, after like 19 years. Okay, I'm just kidding. Um, five career interceptions, though. No sacks. No sacks. No safety blitzes from uh, Mr. Xavier Woods, but obviously a solid, reliable safety. He had nine pass deflections in 2018 when the Cowboys were really good. Nine. He had five in 2019 and only one last year. He's never, well, he played 16 games as a rookie, so my apology there. Uh, well, well, we'll see. He's, he's got a chance. He's solid. Obviously, he's, you know, he's the starting safety right now. I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings took a safety in the later rounds, though, in the mid to later rounds, fifth or so, because there's a ton of safeties in the draft, and some of them, are, you know, they're, they're, they're okay. They're, there's a chance. There's nothing against Xavier Woods, obviously, and luckily for him, he's still very, very young. He will have his golden birthday on July 26th, if you know what that means. He's turning 26. <laughs> on July 26th, he'll have his golden birthday, so still nice, uh, nice should, should be a, a decent career ahead of him. I still remember the alert flashing on my phone. I'm like, Xavier, wait, 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 wait. We got Xavier Rhodes back? Oh, no. Oh, 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 never mind. Well, we did get somebody back that not many people are excited about. Dakota Dozier, a one-year minimum contract coming back to Minnesota. Dakota Dozier's on the Vikings again. Another schmuck. Now, it's not personal. It's business, Dakota. But, uh, you know, what was he, like the 85th or 86th overall guard, according to Pro Football Focus last year? 86th place. There's, what, how many teams in the NFL? Okay, you get the idea. He's not a starting uh, guard, but I, I, I hope he's just signed for depth, you know, in case the Vikings cannot get anybody or people get injured and this and that. Again, it's not personal, it's business. I don't see any upside with that move. Mason Cole, I think there's still a possibility, but Dakota Dozier, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm hoping for the best, Dakota. I, I don't hate you, okay? I just, uh, I, I hope this works out. He turns 30. So he will have his uh, golden birthday. <laughs> Another golden birthday. Isn't that cute? In a couple of days here. In a couple of weeks, actually. April 30th. A couple of weeks. Yeah, right before the draft there, pretty much. Right around it. Um, to go to Dozier turns. Thoidy. Yay. Well, that's free agency. Uh, tight end Hale Henches. Retired, I guess. Hale Henches. Interesting. Um, he caught a, uh, eight passes for the 2019 Washington Redskins. He must have just gave up or he got injured real bad or something. I'm not sure what happened to Hale, but maybe he did. Maybe he got hurt last year in the in the training camp. I don't know. Or practice squad. I don't know what happened. Amir Abdullah, I didn't mention that on the last show. Yep, he re-signed also one-year contract. Seems like a bunch of one-years, which is fine. I mean, you know, we don't have the cap space to go crazy with this. Uh, with that, I'll take a quick break and we'll come back and get into the draft.
And we are back here on Purple Mafia. The feature presentation, the draft conversation, begins momentarily. But first, we're going to get to our affiliate. I won't call them our sponsor. They're our affiliate. Um, sponsor and affiliates are slightly different. Uh, Vigit, the Vigit application. And it's better that I get to it right now. And especially going into the draft, something like Vigit could be a lot of fun. And, of course, keeping up with the NBA games, NHL games. Unfortunately, the NCAA tournament's now at the end, but obviously some of you may have kept up with that on the Vigit application. Basically, um, you can post about your picks, see what others are saying about games, uh, Vigit betting leagues, a month-long betting competition to see who the best sports better is over the course of a month. Uh, bet free coins, win real prizes. There is great p- information on Vigit, on the Vigit uh, like line movement where the public is betting. So basically, you're betting games with with kind of like play money and you can win real prizes and you can compete against other people like say against the purple mafia group or something particularly in the nfl season i bet you that's what most of you will be more interested when it comes to this application but hey maybe you want to bet around with nfl nhl vegas versus st louis you know stuff like that obviously that's hockey um you know (laughs) lakers versus the pelicans right now i'd take the pelicans because the lakers are so banged up they're not beating anybody unfortunately I apologize to Vince Germano if he's listening, but it's, you know, hopefully they get healthy and what matters most is the postseason for those guys, let me tell you. <laughs> um, but the Vigit Sports application, it's available on Android or Apple devices, any smart device, basically. Uh, for referral, when they ask for who referred you, type in Paladino Live, all one word, and I'll put that in the show description. The Vigit Sports application, again, you are not betting real money, you're betting play money, uh, competing against friends, and of course you can win in like national competitions and such. You can win real money doing that. That's fun. You can win real money without betting real money. That kind of thing. Just being a part of the Vigit application. It's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it, and i got to start a group sometime. I've been lazy about doing that. I apologize for that. So let's actually get to the draft now. The feature presentation. Yes, sir. It usually is. Well, let's get to the CV. Uh, this is the profootballfocus.com NFL mock draft. Basically, you got Trevor Lawrence going number one. Zach Wilson of BYU, who at one point was somebody who we hoped the Vikings could get at 14, number two overall to the Jets. It's been all over the place forever. It was going to be Justin Fields. And then San Francisco traded up with Miami about a week ago, I think, about a week, week and a half ago now. And most people, well, yeah, it's like they traded up to get a quarterback, and they, of course they need one, and maybe Jimmy Garoppolo could come to the Vikings somehow, but nah, the, the dream has died, I think, to getting Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, unless they want Kirk Cousins to kind of lead the next uh, guy going forward, because you can't necessarily throw a rookie out there right away. You, you can't, but you can. I guess it depends. Third overall, you might want to and might be able to. There was talk that they would go as far as to take uh, Mr. Mack, which is pretty crazy uh, at the end of the day. So I, I don't know. That would be kind of surprising if they went that direction. But now they're talking about uh, Justin Fields, who was supposed to go number two overall for the longest time. So it will not be Mack, at least according to this draft, uh, mock draft, at the end of the day. That's kind of funny. Um, yep, so there was trades from Miami. There was a trade proposal even in this uh, this book here, the Lindy Sports Draft. They thought that Carolina was going to trade up to take Zach Wilson uh, and that Fields would go to New York and blah, blah, blah. It was going to kind of stay that direction. This mock draft in the book says the Vikings will be taking Quiddy Pay, the defensive end. He doesn't get a whole lot of sacks, uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. He doesn't get a whole lot of sacks. I'm not as excited about him as other people might be. Um, 
But I don't think Mac Jones, yeah, Mac Jones is going to be sliding as deep as some people think. Some people thought he was going to go into the second round at one point. I thought maybe the Vikings could be do their Teddy Bridgewater move, trade up at the end of the first round and get him, something like that. Maybe that'll happen, but I'm thinking Mac Jones is going to go before the Vikings even uh, have a chance to consider him at 14. Uh, at the end of the day, though, uh, I, I want the Vikings to take an offensive lineman. Yeah, the first four the first four picks in this mock draft are all quarterbacks, so it's like bye bye, adios, bye bye. Trevor uh, Trevor Lawrence number one, Zach Wilson number two, obviously you know New York and Jacksonville, Jacksonville first, uh, Justin Fields to the 49ers. Denver Broncos take Trey Lance. That's via Atlanta. Okay, yeah, that would be if the yeah the Atlanta Falcons make the trade, that type of thing. Actually, I think that's already done. So yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, it is. Uh, Jamar Chase. Going to Cincinnati, Jamar Chase instead of the offensive lineman. Huh. Kyle Pitts going to Miami. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Devonta Smith to Alabama. Yeah, pro football. And then there's the guy I want more than anybody, Panay Wall, the tackle. I thought he was going to Cincinnati. He's going to Carolina in this one, which would be great if they were trading you know, the trade down and then get to move up like that. Mac Jones going to the New England Patriots, which would probably be an interesting, nice move for them. Patrick Sertan going ninth to the Falcons. New York Jets take Rashawn Slater. That's another guy that would really help the Vikings oh, at the guard position, not the tackle. We'll talk about him shortly. J.C. Horn, cornerback, going at the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Waddell, a lot of people want him. Jalen Waddell on Minnesota to give us a three-headed monster. And then Christian Derisaw, who I am very much uh, pleased with the, with the pick of the Vikings go this direction. Of course, it does complicate things a little bit because... There was an interesting conversation on, it was like a little Vikings vent line, Mike from New York with Declan Goff was talking about how Ezra Cleveland should be should be moved back to tackle right now because he's an he's an athlete, he's not like a, a bigger guy, you know, like like he's not like a wider body, like a guard needs to be, an interior lineman. He's more of an athlete where he could protect uh, Mr. Uh, Kirk Cousins there uh, from the... Uh, Obviously, from the blind side, so to speak, Brian O'Neill stays at right guard. Some are right tackle, pardon me. Some people have Brian O'Neill moving to left tackle. Uh, Ezra Cleveland maybe moving to right tackle. Otherwise, Ezra Cleveland and Brian O'Neill did both play left tackle in college. Uh, Rashad Hill was re-signed to a one-year deal like everybody else. He can play left tackle as well. He's a decent pass blocker. Um, he's okay. Obviously, he's okay. But uh, Christian Derisaw, he's better at pass blocking than run blocking, which is which would be something I think the Vikings need more than anything right now. Obviously, their approach might go in a different direction, obviously, because they're constantly talking about run, 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 run blocking all the time. They're just obsessed with that. Um, but I think Christian Darasau could be a nice answer for the Minnesota Vikings at the left tackle position. I would support it in a big way if the Vikings went that direction, and maybe Cleveland's going to be a guard for now and then a tackle when need be. Otherwise, Ezra Cleveland, if, if they go that direction and end up taking a, a guard, and if, like, say, Slater's available, that would, that would be fantastic. That might be the best overall scenario. But unfortunately, Slater, most likely, is he's not going to get past the uh, send, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. He's not going to get past them. Uh, and this one even has the New York Giants taking him 11th overall. I did one of those uh, <laughs> simulated drafts. And so I was there. I was like, okay, yeah, take him. Oh, my God. That's like the best scenario you could ever imagine. Uh, so Penai Sewell. I got it mixed up on his name backwards out of Oregon. He's a super-duper star tackle of the future. Of course, we thought Matt Khalil would be as well. And he was good for one year, just like uh, uh, Brian McKinney was super good one year. And after that, he wasn't as good. He just got lazy. It's wonderful stuff. Uh, all kinds of possibilities. But most likely, 
Sewell's not going to be there. Panay Sewell's not going to be there. Let's say uh, Christian Derisaw, it's possible. You never know. Uh, otherwise, some drafts have us taking uh, Liam Eichenberg as late as the third round, like the late third round. Liam Eichenberg, he'd be the third tackle taken in the draft. That's just crazy. Kind of like Brian O'Neill, if I can say that direction. We got him late in the second round, if I remember correctly. Uh, guards, obviously, super important for the future of the Vikings. Obviously, Rashawn Slater. And then you have uh, Elijah Vera Tucker. Other mock drafts of the Vikings taking him. Uh, a lot of people have him as a tackle, but you, but he's more of a guard, obviously. Just like uh, Rashawn Slater has got to be. He'll be a better guard. He'll be a decent tackle in the NFL, but he'll be an elite guard. So, And the Vikings need guards even more than they need tackles. Uh, because you have Ezra Cleveland. You already have Ezra Cleveland, who I think would be an above-average left tackle in the NFL. At least I would hope he will be. I would hope so. Uh, there has to be a reason why we were so willing to just say bye, Riley Reef, um, and to kind of gamble with him uh, last year. That that was a big gamble at the at the end of the year and all that. Uh, Rashad Hill, he's pretty much specifically a pass blocker, and he's okay at it. He's a, he's he's decent at pass blocking, run blocking not so much. Elijah Vera Tucker like him a lot. I mean, that's another possibility that's been floating around in mock drafts for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, it's funny how some some mock drafts have him going 17th to the Las Vegas Raiders, and he's from Oakland, so he'd be playing for the team he most likely was rooting for growing up. Um, he doesn't hit super hard. He's not a knockout artist, according to the Lindys and all that. Uh, pro comparison, Isaiah Wynn. He's actually a decent player, and I was kind of hoping the Vikings were going to take Isaiah Wynn years ago at the guard position because, well, did I mention we need some guards? <laughs> Gerald Zring stole that line from him, of course, from Nebraska. Um, yeah, he's a guard. He's He's got to be a guard. He's played tackle in college and all that, but he's he's got to be a guard in the NFL, and I think he'd be a really damn good one. Six foot three, three fifteen. 315. They have him going as late as the second or third round in this, but I think I think his, you know how a guy's stock just goes up. Uh, Tevin Jenkins. They have the, the Raiders taking Tevin Jenkins. Wow, really high. 17th pick, tackle Oklahoma State. That's pretty high. Huh. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker eventually goes to the Bears. That would suck for us anyway. And Indianapolis uh, Colts take uh, Quiddy Payne. Quiddy Payne. Isn't that a Quiddy Pay? Pardon me. Uh, he doesn't get a whole lot of sacks, though. That's my complaint with him. He, he, if, if he's this great edge rusher, I don't know. I mean, I didn't see the sacks. Uh, and I, I, I don't know. He'd miss some time as well. Rashad Bateman going to the Washington football team. If they keep the same color scheme, he'll look just like he did with the Gophers, with the maroon and gold look, basically. But we'll see. Washington football team might wind up being the Washington uh, Red Tails or something, which I think would be cool. Uh, team named after uh, airplane squadron in World War II. I think I, I think I could uh, get behind that. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. It is what it is. It's it's more cancel culture, I understand, but cancel culture is never going to stop. It seems like these these days. Uh, I'm I'm lucky to still be here, frankly, because I might not be on the same side as the people that like to do cancel culture. <laughs> In fact, I'm 99 percent sure I'm not. But Christian um, Durasaw, yep, yeah, more specifically, a pass blocker than a run blocker. Elijah Vera Tucker, I think, would fit the Vikings very well in a lot of ways. But again, he's not like a killer blocker. That's the one thing. He can be smart and aggressive and all that. He can identify things. Uh, he stays on top of his business, this and that. Weak- weaknesses, again, not, not a knockout artist. Some teams will wonder if, he, if his power truly translates 
his lack of strength and average foot quickness are notable flaws that will move him back to guard. Yeah, so uh, definitely you have to be quicker to be a uh, tackle in the NFL because you're going up against real fast defensive ends, this and that. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker, he's a very strong possibility at the uh, at the position. It's a cool name too, Elijah, not Elijah, so spelled a little different, of course, with the A. Um, he could be good in the passing game. Yeah, no problem meeting the bull, bull rushers. Yeah, so he's going to be solid. I think he'd be a good pick for the Minnesota Vikings at 14. I just, please, please take one of these guys. If they're all gone, it is what it is. Maybe then somebody else very interesting like a Waddell will be available. Obviously, he's an elite wide receiver. He's got all kinds of uh, possibilities going forward. Maybe Mac Jones will be there. I doubt it. But I don't think the Vikings would take him. But maybe they will. <laughs> it is what it is. Jalen Waddell, though, looked on as one of the elite wide receivers. You might be going a little crazy there. But, of course, look at uh, look at Adam Thielen lately. He seems to be getting hurt all the time. I mean, he might actually be the guy who becomes the third receiver, which may sound sacrilegious around here. Obviously, Jalen Waddell would start off there. He might not even get the ball the first couple of games, just like uh, Justin Jefferson was basically a non-factor the first few games because maybe he was learning schemes or just the coaches were being stubborn or a little bit of both. Obviously, Waddell, though, great future going forward. Hopefully, he can be uh, something spectacular moving forward if he winds up with the Vikings. And in college football, numbers bounce all over the place as I'm pulling them up here. Of course, uh, his numbers, obviously, nothing super spectacular, but the potential is very much there, obviously. That's why he's looked on as a guy who can go in the top 10 and all that. Obviously, his stats don't tell the story. He's got serious speed and explosiveness. He could be really something special going forward for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, should we be fortunate enough to take him? 5'10", 182. He'd be a slot receiver with a lot of speed. Might be uh, somebody you could use in the... Uh, return game as well, even though unfortunately the return game certainly isn't what it was before. Can't really get the threat as we could in the past, but uh, he could definitely help fill a need, believe it or not, even though wide receiver is more of a strength than a weakness for Minnesota at the moment. If we want to dig around with other mock drafts, curiosity, this and that, um, the CBS Sports, I think they have us taking Christian Derrissaw as well. And again, I'm, I'm a fan, but it depends on how you want to utilize Ezra Cleveland and how well you see him. Should we uh, wind up going that direction? Obviously, we might end up taking guards later on in the draft. Should uh, we end up having to reach, so to speak? Yeah, Waddell's going to New York and the CBS Sports one. Rashawn Slater's going to the Eagles. What's going on here? Elijah Vera Tucker goes to the... Huh, goes to the Bolts. Wow, he's going to the Bolts. And the Vikings take Christian Derrissaw. Okay, so, well, we'll see. Maybe, the, maybe it'll be a switch. Maybe it'll be a flip-flop. And Elijah Vera Tucker... Depending on, again, how you see Ezra Cleveland. If you see Ezra Cleveland as a tackle, Elijah Vera Tucker might be a better fit for this scheme going forward, for this team, this scheme, all that good stuff going forward. Otherwise, Christian Derrissaw, I mean, he's the second best tackle in the draft. He's outstanding. I really like him a lot. Um, not sure he'll be wearing number 77 for obvious reasons. We, those of you that are old enough to remember uh, Corey Stringer, of course, who passed away. I don't think anybody's going to be wearing that number unfortunately for for them so that's the one interesting thing but that's a very that's the least of the problems here it'd be great to have a nice uh, awesome left tackle who hopefully will be the best one since Corey Stringer because we've struggled at that position forever Riley Reef was decent but he had his bad games he had his foot injuries and such he was hurt a lot uh you know Matt Khalil was good for one year and after that it was like okay he just kept getting worse every year I don't think he's even in the NFL anymore and he's not that old 
he, you know, he'd just be a veteran now. What was that, 2011 draft? I guess it is 10 years, but again, he wouldn't be that old. He'd be like 20, uh, 31 or something. Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker could very much, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker could definitely fill a need, but Christian Derrissaw as well. That's where I'm leaning. Of course, uh, Jalen Waddell would be a fantastic, exciting move if the Vikings go that way. I mean, it'd be exciting and all that. Obviously, offensive line's not exciting, but it is exciting if you can have a freaking, if you can have some freaking pass protection going forward. Uh, you know, we need that. We absolutely need that. <laughs> Just don't take a cornerback or anything crazy. I don't think the Vikings are taking a cornerback, though, in the first round. Uh, yep, Christian Derrissaw here as well. Again, it just I keep coming back to Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland. That's the thing. The NFL.com mock draft. That's got to be an old one, though. Uh, that's a weird one. Walder Football. I think they. I think they have us taking Christian Derrissaw as well. Walder Football is always a fun one to look at. A lot of people like this one. There's just a bajillion ads, though. That's the thing that can drive you crazy. Yeah, nobody's wavering from Trevor Lawrence, obviously. And Zach Wilson going to the Jets in this one which actually has become a thing. And then Trey Lance going to the 49ers. So they've had Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Matt Jones, and Justin Fields all going to San Francisco at, in, in different drafts. This one has Atlanta still there, Justin Fields, uh, take, taking Justin Fields. And don't be surprised if Atlanta takes him in there. still all going to the uh, Cincinnati Bungles. Kyle Pitts keeps going to the uh, Miami Dolphins. Other ones have them taking an uh, elite wide receiver, though. Yeah, yeah, Jamar Chase. Usually Jamar Chase going to the Miami Dolphins. And then Detroit going all over the place, quarterback or something. This one is Carolina taking Mac Jones. Pretty crazy. Patrick Sertan's often going to the Seattle, or excuse me, Dallas Cowboys. Devonta Smith, the wide receiver. Jalen Waddell to the Giants. Jalen Waddell to the Eagles. Rashawn Slater, woohoo. Which, again, I think he'd be the best pick for the Vikings. He'd be a super guard for us. And it's Elijah Vera Tucker coming to the Vikings here. We passed on Christian Derrishaw, I do believe, because I don't think he was in there yet. Yeah, he, he slides to, like, the Raiders or something. Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, I mean, yeah, he's not a tackle in the NFL. Yeah, if you take Tucker, he's got to be left guard and move Ezra Cleveland to left, move Ezra Cleveland or Brian O'Neill to left tackle and the other one to right tackle. It's that simple. Oh, man, and I keep having the Vikings in the past defensive end. This one had the Vikings taking Jalen Phillips. And of course, a lot of people have the Vikings taking the other one. Uh, God, Penny. I, I just don't want to go with the defensive end right now. As exciting as it is, as it is and it's, it, it, the Vikings have shown in the past they can take defensive ends in the middle rounds and get productivity out of them, and even in the slightly later rounds at times. So we'll see what happens with that. I kind of almost want to jump into the simulator now to see how where the Vikings could go in the later rounds and such as well, in the middle rounds, rather than just first. But I really, you know, unless somehow they all literally evaporate in front of you, Elijah Vera Tucker, Slater, uh, Jarisaw, if they're all gone, that's going to really suck. But I, I hope that's not the case. I really hope that ends up not being the case going forward. So I thought I had it up here. Where is it? Mock Draft Machine. They're all different. This is the Draft Network. I thought there was that other one. Hmm. It was here. Let's try this one for now. They're fun to do. I, I like doing them, obviously. I thought that was a pro football focus one. Now I don't know what. This is a different one. They all work, I guess. Oh, not that one. Not the Viking. Not the Falcons, I mean. <laughs> Go with the Vikings, of course. 
What is all this? Yeah. I finally found the right one. Yeah, this is the one I wanted, the Pro Football Talk. Uh, no, Pro Football Focus, excuse me. Minnesota Vikings. So let's just have a little fun here. Maybe I'll do this once or twice. Just start the darn thing, please. Da 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 da. <laughs> and oh my God, Rashawn Slater's there. Well, you know who I'm taking. I'm taking Rashawn Slater. That's like I. That's a done deal. Rashawn Slater. Jalen Waddell went to the Chargers. That's not going to happen, though, is it? It'd be nice. I am taking Rashawn Slater. I mean, it's <laughs> to me that's a, that is a no-brainer. You know, there you go. Uh, Ezra Cleveland moves to left tackle. Rashawn Slater has moved to left guard. Unfortunately, I don't know if the Vikings are going to trade up in somewhere here because there's like about 60 freaking picks in between that and then this one. And now you got all the, the safeties. You got the linebacker, Jermaine Davis. Kendrick Green is a guard. I'm tempted to just go that direction too, and then you're set pretty much out of Illinois. I am so tempted to go that direction. You have J.J. Mark Johnson, 41 overall going uh, far, for, ranked 41st as a safety. I'm not sure you want to go that direction. He might still be there in the next pick. I think he will be. I'm going to go with Kendrick Green. I'm going to take my chance. Now you have two guards taken, and you're set at guard, you're, and you got the two tackles already. There's Jamar Johnson still sitting there. you got uh, Jermaine Davis still sitting there. <laughs> Jamar Johnson out of Indiana. Should I go that direction? It's tempting to. Otherwise, Jermaine Davis... I'm going to go with Jamar Johnson, safety. That was round 390th overall, I believe. So, yep, now we're at 119 coming up. See who else is voting. So I went with a safety in the third round. What do you think of that? Jermaine Davis still sitting there. Wow, it's amazing. Jermaine Davis still sitting there as a linebacker from Kentucky. Very tempting. I'm going to pick him. He just kind of fell to us here. Now we get to pick again. Milton Williams, Louisiana Tech, a defensive line. And there's that North Texas wide receiver. I've, I've had my eye on him for a bit. I'm going to go with Milton Davis, defensive line. And I think I'm going to take the receiver next out of North Texas. It's it's kind of a reach, but he's interesting. Jalen Darden. Jalen Darden, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. I took him. Yep, North Texas. A lot of picks here in a very short time for Minnesota. Josh Palmer, Kate Johnson still sitting there. I will take, I'm going to do it. Yeah, Benjamin St. Just, just out of the Minnesota Gophers. I'm going to take him. I'm going to take him. Yep, at least we'll, you know, see how he does out there. Or Minnesota. Why not? You know, I feel almost guilty. And Josh Palmer's just been sitting there forever. He's ranked 72nd. He's by far the highest ranked player still sitting on the board. But part of me wants to take Dante Smith. Dante Smith, East Carolina tackle. I've been looking at him when I do these mock drafts, and I kind of like him. Ah, oh, Palmer's gone. Bomb bummer. Maybe I should have taken him and then waited on Dante Smith. Shoot, Robert Hainsley out of North Carolina. Uh, no, no Notre Dame. Mm, safety. Halfback Chris Evans out of Michigan. Tempting. Tempting to take a running back. Didn't do a whole lot, though. No. Mm. I don't know. Not a whole lot to brag about there with Michigan. I don't know. Yeah, some of these numbers, though, you just don't know. It seems like a bunch of, like a big mess. Kyrus Tonga. That's an interesting one. Defensive line. I'm going to go with him. I'm going to take Tonga out of uh, Brigham Young. 
University. So I have taken some defensive linemen. We do need help there. I really went trenches in this draft. Maybe I should have went with the quarterback though earlier. Shoot. There's no way he's still there. Yeah, the Florida quarterback. We'll talk about him shortly. I probably should have looked for him, but nah, I don't know about that. I'm going to take the uh, running back out of Oklahoma. We did well last time. Of course, this is much later in the draft. <laughs> Just a little bit later in the draft. <laughs> Just slightly. Should we go with tight end Tony Podlin? I don't know about that. Patrick Jones, edge rusher. Patrick Jones is second, should we say. Let's go with him since we just want to keep... No, maybe not. I think I did probably reach a bit in some of these picks, but welcome to the NFL Draft. Well, they're, they're all reaching. They're all doing this. They're doing that. Taking chances on people. Who's this quarterback? Who's this guy? Looking right at him. There he is. Okay, yeah, Shane Bushley. They actually talked about him in there. I'm going to take him. I'm going to take Shane Bushley. So we got, we got a quarterback. We got a quarterback of the future. Nope, he was our last. He was the last pick. He was Mr. Irrelevant for the Vikings anyway. Seventh round pick. Um, they did talk about him in this book, saying get to know him, that he could be an interesting sleeper. So I just took him. I know it's going to annoy the hell out of people, but Rashawn Slater. Kendra Green, I did reach. I can feel that. Ugh. Oh, and Shane Bushley, they say that's an A-plus pick in the seventh round. Cool. And I got a B. I got a B grade. Just a solid B. Not plus or minus. Solid B. Shane Bushley. Taken by the Vikings. 223rd overall. A plus ranking. A minus ranking with Rashawn Slater. Should I do it again? What the heck? Let's just do one more for the hell of it. Let's just do one more for the hell of it. Have some fun here. I'll talk about the Florida quarterback. 14th overall, and how is Rashawn Slater still there? And even Mac Jones. Well, well, well. Rashawn and Christian Derrissaw. But we got to go with Slater. I mean, you got to go with Slater, man. He's the, you know, he's the best need that we got. And if he was there, I'm taking him. I don't know how he keeps showing up there. It's kind of hard to believe. But I don't know. I'm guessing that's not going to happen. There's almost no chance. <laughs> Third round. So should we go with that? Yeah, it takes forever because you got to wait, wait, wait. We don't have a second-round pick. I wish we did. I wish we did. I'm going to look at the quarterback. Who's available at quarterback? Davis Mills. Look, the Florida quarterback is already gone. That is nuts. But I guess I'm not too surprised. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, and there's that Jamar Johnson guy again. It's just all going to go. Yeah, that's the thing. It all just goes the same again. Mm, we ended up kind of reaching for guys. Most of these guys would be reaches, honestly. That's the thing. Most of these guys would be reaches. I mean, I don't know. If I took Jamar Johnson here, it's really going to be like, what the hell? I just took him. What the hell? Uh, it's like it's kind of doing the same thing again. Yeah, I don't like that. Kendrick Green's still there. I'm going to take him now. Yeah, so he's not as much of a reach. So that was kind of a simple pick. Third round. Vikings have Vikings had two third round picks. I took Kendrick Green later in the third round. And that linebacker is still there, Jermaine Davis. See, I'm taking all the same people. Yeah, this will be the last time I'm doing this one. Other times, it, it was a little different. I hate when it repeats like this. It's no fun. And I end up taking all the same guys. Ah, this is silly. Yeah, I think I'm going <laughs> to... I think I'm going to... Well, we'll just get to the grade. I'll just try to go quickly here. Yeah, Milton Williams. Again, what the hell? Stupid. I'm just taking all the same people. Suppose I took that other safety earlier. Now I'm going to reach, so to speak, for Jalen Darden now. So, sort of reaching. 
Josh Palmer is still there. That's crazy. I'll take him now. I'll go that direction. Josh Palmer. We, we need wide receivers, damn it, because we're sick and tired of looking at Chad Beebe. Yeah, sorry, Chad. Unless Palmer ends up being a complete bust. Justin Hilliard from Notre Dame, uh, from Ohio State. So there's a different one. Linebacker from Ohio State. I went a little different this time, and you kind of have to. Otherwise, you're going to go nuts. Bobby Brown, defensive line. Okay. Not of uh, Texas A&M, I believe. Sorry if this is boring. I apologize. It's just, you know, it's, it's a, oh, a Tonga. Oh, my God. Tonga's there? Yep, there's Tonga again. Kairis Tonga. Yep, that was a really late pick. And that Bush Bushley guy is still there. i got to take him as the final pick again. Where is he? Oh, my bet he's gone. Damn. Can't get him this time, huh? I'll take a different quarterback. Seventh round, yeah. Isn't that great? That's basically how the Vikings draft quarterbacks. Ian Book or Sam Ed Ellinger. We'll, we'll go with Ellinger. Uh, so I missed out on Bushley. Bummer. Well, I'm guessing, who knows? This draft will probably rank about the same. Certain players are taken higher. Certain players are taken lower. So, obviously, we get them lower. Yeah, Rashawn Slater's a... Jamar Johnson, God, they don't give me any love. Look, all C pluses, ouch, except for Sam Ellinger at the end. My overall rating was a B. How exciting. Chris Tonga, B plus. Bobby Brown, B plus in those later rounds. Okay, enough of that. I apologize. So the quarterback that, yeah, Sam Ellinger, he's ranked eighth in this thing. So in this book here. Kyle Trask is the guy that's been thrown around. Huge, huge guy. Uh, absolutely huge. He didn't even start in high school. Kind of sounds like Brad Johnson a bit, but a lot larger. Six foot four, two forty. Some mock drafts have the Vikings taking him in the third round. Uh, he wasn't there when I had the third round pick just now, so I wanted to see if he was going to be there. Maybe his stock has gone up. I don't know. Uh, big guy, huge, huge guy that can take a lot of punishment, so to speak. Imagine if the Vikings defensive line isn't that good. His mobility isn't very spectacular. Uh, they're comparing him to Ben Roethlisberger now, not earlier in his career when his arm was better and this and that, now. So again, that's probably not a solution to be a franchise quarterback. The current version of Ben Roethlisberger, they say his arm is just mediocre, uh, which is disappointing. They're saying he has an average arm at best for NFL standards, could struggle consistently uh, to test NFL windows. He was absolutely spectacular in college, over 4,000 yards and all that. Just unbelievable numbers. Um, but unfortunately... They're saying, yeah, 43 touchdown pass. That's absolutely crazy. Great in college, but maybe he won't translate to be a, a great pro. Maybe he will wind up being really good. But, I don't know. It's a similar conversation with uh, Mac Jones, honestly. Uh, yeah, they're comparing him to Jared Goff. You know, Goff was a number one overall pick in the draft. He doesn't look like one now, does he? he he's just kind of mediocre. He's just average. He's just, he's just an average guy. And some people think that's what Mac Jones is going to wind up being. It'd be exciting. It'd be interesting to see if he's sitting there at the end of the day. Mac Jones at 14, but I doubt it. So somebody's going to take him higher. I wish Zach Wilson could have been there. Some people were hoping earlier that he was going to be the best-kept secret in the draft, but that secret got out. And Zach Wilson's going top five, top seven at, at the worst, I got to think, going to the Detroit Lions. I don't think he'd get past Detroit. I don't think there's any chance he gets past Detroit. Uh, but like teams like Atlanta, San Francisco, you know, not Cincinnati, obviously. I would hope not. They just took Joe Burrow number one. But in Cincinnati fashion, he had an ACL. You know, Kajana Carter, uh, uh, Carson Palmer, 
it's just depressing. I feel bad for Cincinnati, man. It's just ACL, 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 ACL. Oh, so break the curse, Cincinnati, please. Knock on wood. Break the curse with uh, Joe Burrow after this, anyway. It's already happened, poor guy. Um, too many ACL injuries. And, you know, and then they take the really good offensive or defensive linemen, and they're busts. They don't get hurt, but they stink. That type of thing. I hope I'm not hearing a train coming. That gets kind of annoying. But really hoping and praying the Minnesota Vikings go offensive line. The problem is, see, the quarterback position, you're just going to be reaching, hoping, gambling, rolling the dice again. Unless you're really rolling the dice at 14 with Mac Jones. It's just the way it is. Unless you trade up or you have a really high draft pick. That's where sucking once in a while is okay. I know you don't want to be like Detroit and suck forever. Suck for like 15 years or something. Of course, Detroit did pop up a few times. But they obviously had a damn good quarterback. Now they have Jared Goff. <laughs> it is what it is. We'll see, though. They have a shot at somebody legit there. They're, they have a chance. I wish we could have, like, the sixth or seventh pick in the draft because somebody would be there, probably. One of these good quarterbacks, like a Fields, like a, uh, maybe like Wilson, somebody like that could be there. Uh, or Trey Lance. That's the other one, North Dakota State. I mean, the Vikings won about Trey Lance. It'd be pretty exciting. I mean, you got something. Uh, Cam Newton. Oh, mm, well, still... Cam Newton's okay. <laughs> Zach Wilson compared to Baker Mayfield. Hmm. Okay. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Justin Fields, they have him compared to Dak Prescott, and he just got a lot of money, and he's pretty good, obviously. And, <laughs> and Trevor Lawrence is being compared to John Elway. John Elway. Yep. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Gotta love John Elway. Love what does... Uh, Trevor Lawrence can do going forward. Maybe he needs a haircut. That's about it. Otherwise, he's definitely got a future. And if the Vikings take a running back, it's just kind of for the hell of it. Obviously, we're pretty good at running back all the way down to even, uh, well, I mean, you know, if guys get hurt, guys get hurt. You know, and you pray they don't. It wouldn't be the worst thing ever if the Vikings took a, a running back in like the fifth round and maybe he ends up being pretty good. You just never know. But not on any type of a super high pick at the end of the day. That's just kind of how the draft, you know, that's how the draft is, you know. Shore up a position here, get lucky there, pray to God this one works out because we're really in desperate need, this and that, and there wasn't a spectacular name there, but we're taking a chance on a guy, this and that. Welcome to the NFL draft, you know? I mean, <laughs> luckily there is a ton of offensive linemen in this draft. There is a chance the Vikings will be getting somebody. Obviously, again, you know, even like a Eichenberg, he sounds like the kind of guy the Vikings would wind up with. He's more of a run kind of a guy. He's more of a, you know, he's, he's, uh, well, they, oh yeah, they're saying it was an offensive tackle, yep, this and that, um, Eichenberg, he, he might wind up in Minnesota, we'll have to really have to see, uh, he's solid, not many, not many glaring holes, but not spectacular either, kind of in the middle, they're actually comparing him to Brian O'Neill, if I'm reading this correctly, no, Anthony Costanzo, they're comparing Dylan Redunce of, of North Dakota State to Brian O'Neill. So, oh, okay. That could be a good one. Redunce, if I'm, pronoun Redunce, if I'm pronouncing him correctly. Tevin Jenkins is a guy who's been all over the place, up and down in all kinds of different mock drafts. I'm just obsessed with offensive line. And do you blame me? I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough to watch defensive linemen just running right through us. And, of course, last year, again, it wouldn't kill me if the Vikings take a decent number of defensive linemen because I think they could mold them. Uh, you know, in the middle to later rounds, not at the top, not at the top of the draft, the middle to later rounds, maybe at the earliest, the third round. Um, 
for a defensive line. They, they can do it. The Vikings can mold guys to become a solid, solid defensive lineman, obviously. And you still have Daniil Hunter, and it sounds like it's going to be okay, that type of thing. You have your main dude. Uh, oh, and the other talk about Orlando Brown from Baltimore. That's probably not going to happen, not because we don't have the trade chips to do it, but because of the finances. The financial reason, you're going to have to re-sign him in the offseason uh, after the year. I don't know, man. You know, if you have a chance to take a legitimate guard or tackle in this draft and have them in that rookie scale for a while, well, that's how you win in the NFL, quite frankly. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> a lot of a lot of the better teams with the young stars are still on the rookie scales when they're out winning Super Bowls or coming close to winning Super Bowls, that type of thing. I'm tired of coming close. Let's just win the damn thing at the end of the day. Um, but uh, Quiddy Pay, again, I'm not overly excited. If the Vikings took him, they could bring him to check. Lawson, that's not a bad player at all. Um, elite burst to ever rank, you know. So, yeah, yeah, he, he lacks the elite burst. So that's the one thing. He didn't get a lot of sacks in college. He did not. So if the Vikings take Quiddy Pay 14th overall, I think we're reaching. You know, defensive end, you want a guy who gets sacks. You want a guy who gets sacks. And I think Quiddy Pay would be a little bit of a mistake, I think, especially if you pass up on one of those good guards or tackles out there. Uh, obviously, you don't want to overly reach on anybody, but frick, you know, <sighs> take your chances on, a, on an offensive lineman, i got to think more so. Uh, somebody very interesting, I think, is going to be there. Obviously, like a Jalen Waddell, Christian Derisaw, maybe Slater, one in a bajillion chance, Elijah Vera Tucker, which I'm Elijah Vera Tucker. I kind of think that's who it's going to wind up being. Uh, that's the scenario I'm seeing probably more than any of the others is Elijah Vera Tucker if the Vikings wind up with an offensive lineman at 14th. If the Vikings wind up with an offensive lineman at 14th, I think it's Elijah Vera Tucker, actually, uh, because you can move him to guard, and then you can move uh, Ezra Cleveland to tackle one way or another. It's probably the smartest direction the Vikings can take. As much as I love Christian Derisaw, you might have a weird situation with Ezra Cleveland going forward, playing out of position like his whole career or most of his career, unless there's injuries. And injuries are not a good thing. You don't want to have to talk about injuries. Like, oh, oh, he got injured, so now now we can see Ezra Cleveland, what he can do. I don't want to see anybody get hurt, this and that. Um, so I'm, uh, that's who I'm endorsing right now is the Minnesota Vikings pick at 14th, Elijah Vera Tucker. He doesn't make me jump out of my seat necessarily, but, hey, you know, he'd be a nice addition, obviously to the Minnesota Vikings, and he would help shore up that offensive line, at least in one of the guard positions, and then pray to God there's another one out there that you can take. I'm just praying, like hands folded, this and that. I don't know where that, uh, where's the Illinois guard? There he is, Kendrick Green. They rank him ninth? They rank him ninth. Cody Whitehair. Hmm. Interesting. Cody Whitehair, huh? Well, we'll see. So, Kendrick Green, I mean, that's another guy maybe you can take in the third or fourth round. If he's there, then you really are in good shape. You wind up with Elijah Redtocker and Kendrick Green in the third or fourth round, Ezra Cleveland at guard. Uh, excuse me, Ezra Cleveland at left tackle, Brian O'Neill at right, or, or switch them up. And then, well, Bradbury at center. And I wouldn't be superly overly against taking a center in <laughs> the later stages of the draft. I would not be against that at the end of the day. I forget, there was one guy floating one time, and I ended up taking him. I was kind of laughing to myself, like, uh-huh, that's where we're going at the end of the day. Who was it? I think it was the guy. Yeah, Michael Manette. Michael Manette, that's who it was, uh, in like at the end of the draft, to at least create some type of uh, competition 
for Bradbury, but I suppose Mr. Cole could be that already. So maybe you're fine. You don't have to go that direction. Take a, some some type of a, some type of linebacker or something for special teams, and maybe they end up being something later on at the end of the day. Again, that's the draft. I might be rambling. I might be all rehashing stuff, but well, that's how the draft goes. It's all over the place, folks. It's all over the place, but sometimes that's the fun of it. But at the end of the night, you're going to feel a little tired <laughs> with that said. So I'm going to take a quick break, and we will come back and get to fan interaction after this. We are back here on Purple Mafia, segment number three, fan interaction segment. This one should be fairly interesting because we cover all the uh, different transactions and such up to this point, including the trade and all that. Uh, no call-in or anything. be cool to hear a call-in for the next show, maybe, about the draft. In, any of you can call in and talk about it. The draft review show will be the next one, of course. Let's get to the Twitter account, at Purple Mafia Show, at Purple Mafia Show. Tanae Brown retweeted the recent show, episode 341, Free Agency 2021. Thank you very much. Tanae Brown out of New Zealand. I think that's it. Other people may have retweeted it, but I'm not seeing it. So thank you very much, Tanae. I'm sure other people did, but it's just not showing it. But uh, thank you, Tanae, very much. Dave Hickey says that, you know, that uh, F- FTW podcast is... is um, FTW Podcast, you talk about being a homer. He's kind of a dipshit. <laughs> Thank you, Dave Hickey out of Iowa. Yeah, I, I try to shy away from most of the other shows nowadays. I used to try to be friendly, but just like society these days, they're just not friendly back. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, I give up. I, I, <laughs> I mean, how many other Viking shows are ever going to give me the time of day? I don't know. I've only been around longer than every one of them, but that's okay. They can try to weed me out all they want, and, and I'm still here, baby, and a lot of them have come and gone. That's just, it, it is what it is, so yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, I I do appreciate that, though, because I know you mean well, and I agree, you know, and uh, I agree, most of them are just a bunch of stupid homers, so yeah, I mean, I, I do appreciate that a lot, actually, thank you, Dave, that, that kind of thing actually makes my day in a lot of ways, because those type of shows, they get, like, a big audience, they have, like, a jillion reviews on iTunes, and then you know, there are days I look and it's like, you know, it's been months sometimes, you know, since uh, since there was a new review and it's just like, I don't understand it. I know I, I know they're out there. I know I have an audience. It's It shows. It shows that there is an audience out there. I'm surprised why people don't uh, take like a, a minute or two to put a review in, even just a five-star rating without the review if they don't want to. It, it would help the show a lot. Uh, Dave Hickey responds with, you need to go after Austin Blythe. After Austin Blythe. Okay, that must be offensive line. Yeah, Mason Cole. The Vikings had acquired offensive line and Mason uh, Mason Cole with the Cardinals and all that. That was actually the real Minnesota Vikings um, Twitter account, the sixth-round pick for Mason Cole. Okay, yeah, Dave Hickey retweeted the recent episode. Thank you, Dave. Again, Dave out of Iowa. This is the conversation about Teddy Bridgewater. Yep, I was saying I would be... All in with that one. That was what I gave him in Black Space Gaming. I do believe Sebastian Barton said, uh, Vikings time, it's time to fleece the Panthers, trade Kirk Cousins to Carolina for Teddy, and a ton of draft capital like Detroit. Vikings, da da da. Yep, and it would be it'd be really cool. He was tweeting myself, Teddy Bridgewater, and PA on the mic. PA, Paul Allen of KFAN fame. Yes, sir. Um, and then Dave Hickey says, not. <laughs> I like Teddy, but Kirk Cousins is actually a better overall quarterback. Last year wasn't wasn't his fault. 
Yes, he could have a better pocket presence. Oh, yes, he could. But <laughs> he has a way better arm than Teddy, yeah. Kirk Cousins has a way better arm than a lot of people. He certainly does. It's just, yes, the pocket presence, the lack of mobility, and sometimes the really weird mental gaffes that nobody understands. Um, Teddy wasn't good in Minnesota last year. I remember that very well, unfortunately. And, but I like Teddy a lot. I'd love to have him back. The, the, I'd like to have a, you know somebody who's cheaper who can maybe help mentor uh, the next guy, so to speak. It's hard to believe. It's hard to imagine Teddy in that kind of role already. It seems like yesterday Teddy was the young guy being mentored, so to speak, behind the Matt Castles and such. And then he very quickly took over because he's a good quarterback. He's, he's a solid quarterback. He doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes. Uh, and then there's uh, there's Sebastian. It says, yeah, except for we would receive a draft pick haul uh, in the draft, including a first-round pick. That would be really nice. That would be really nice. You could get more pieces, build the offensive line. All those guards and center, uh, tackles that uh, I kept blabbering about in the second segment, though I suppose hopefully that was good information, not just blabbering, because uh, we really need help in the offensive line. And, yes, we need guards. <laughs> we really do. Uh, Black Space Gaming, yep, that was the same one. Vikings Uncensored followed, I followed back. I think that's it on Twitter. No, nothing from Mad Martin, unfortunately. Hopefully I heard from him after the draft somehow, some way. Hope to hear from you. I hope everything's going well out there in the in uh, Northern Scotland for Mad Martin. The rest of this is just notifications and shares and uh, shares of Timberwolves Explosion. Thank you very much. Episode 301, Volatility is the name. Yep. <laughs> uh, it is just mostly, yes, yeah, just notifications about other things. Popping a rune there. So, at Purple Mafia Show is the Twitter account. The Facebook probably will have a little bit more going on. I had, uh, again, shared the information about Purple Mafia Show coming out on the Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. And, yes, uh, Simply, yep, Gerald Swing simply says sweet. That was the op. Gerald Swing from Nebraska simply said sweet. That was released. I should mention this news now because I don't want to end the show on the negative note. I'm going to scroll all the way up to the very recent news. Right when I was talking about how, well, it looks like we're set at cornerback. We're set. You know, you got at least four guys here that are legitimate. You know, Patrick Peterson, Cam Dantzler, Mackenzie Alexander, and first-round pick last year, Jeff Gladney. Jeff Gladney has been arrested on an assault charge, apparently a very drawn-out uh, argument that kept leading to more and more slapping and p- hair-pulling and punching, potentially. Allegedly, 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 with his girlfriend, Jeff Gladney. Uh, he turned himself in in Texas uh, yesterday afternoon, as of yesterday, uh, when I actually after I had recorded the uh, first two segments. So, because I wanted to piece this one together. It's just too nice outside, and I'm glad I did because then this news came out, so it's fresh now that uh, now that I'm doing the show. So the Vikings might end up drafting a cornerback somewhere. Please, not in the first two picks, unless the third-round pick is somebody that you're like, holy crap, i got to take him. Would not mind taking the Gophers cornerback in the fourth round or fifth round, something like that, if he's floating around there. Of course, mock drafts and real drafts are often very, very different in those mid to later rounds where guys you think are, he's going to go, he's going to go, he's going to be there in the fifth round. He's gone early in the third. It's like, okay. I've seen that happen many times. You know, guys like uh, Naeem Hines and such went a lot higher than I expected. And occasionally they drop all the way to sixth, the sixth round, and the Vikings just keep passing on him and passing on him. We just don't see eye to eye, do we? Me and the Minnesota Vikings and some of these drafts. I really liked Naeem Hines years ago as one of those mid to late round guys, and they just, you know, he slipped to the sixth round, if I remember correctly, and they didn't take him. 
Okay, yeah, I'm not bitter or anything, but uh, Jeff Gladney, well, that's number 20, Mackenzie Alexander's number. So, well, Mackenzie, you might be getting his number back because we know how we know how cancel culture is. And again, if Jeff Gladney did this, it's terrible. It's really bad. It's nothing I condone. It's nothing I support. But we know how cancel culture is. Half the time when something's alleged, it's cut, gone, adios. Yeah, tar and feather, hang him, you know, all that good stuff. Um, so we know how cancel culture is. Luckily, the Vikings are going to wait it out at least a little bit. But don't be surprised if in a week or two, Jeff Gladney's a former Minnesota Viking. It's just welcome to the, that's just how it is. And again, I don't condone what he did if it's true. If it's all true, he probably did something. It's just a matter of was it exaggerated. He probably did something. At very least, we're looking at a significant suspension, I'm sure, which really sucks. You know, Jeff Gladney was progressing nicely during the course of last season. It just sucks. Can't you keep your head on straight, people? April 4th, April 5th. I think it was April 5th. Yeah. Turned himself in. That's what day it was. April 5th. I mean, damn it. You know, you have your whole career ahead of you. You know, I get in arguments and all that more often than I should. Sometimes over nonsense. I don't know. Just keep your head on straight. That's all I got to say. None of us are perfect. Absolutely none of us. I'm not perfect. I get mad way too easily, if you hadn't noticed. If you hadn't noticed my Twitter account during games, or just in general, sometimes on Facebook, I'm just not happy about things. It is what it is. Those of you that might know me a little bit better than just the show. Yeah, um, but, oh man, it's a bummer. You know, I didn't want to end the show on this. I figured I might as well start early on in this segment, because it's a significant news story. Don't be surprised if the Vikings take a corner somewhere, but thank God for Harrison Hand, a guy like that who was developing later in the season. I think he'll end up being something. Uh, we've obviously moved on from Holton Hill, and uh, I don't think, uh, was it, uh, Chris Jones is coming back. I don't think so. Why, why would they bring him back? He, he was terrible. Uh, and maybe there's a one-in-a-million chance that Mike Hughes is still going to play in the NFL. But I don't know. I, I hope for his sake he does. Oh, Jeff, I, I hope... I hope, I hope it ain't so, Jeff. I hope it ain't so. I hope it ain't so. I hope it's just exaggerated. Maybe he gets some kind of suspension and he's back wearing purple on Sundays. But we all know how these usually go. You know, the Kareem Hunts, uh, you know, Rice never came back. Kareem Hunt came back with uh, Cleveland was a factor. Good for him. Hope he turned his life around. I really do. Oh, Jeff, you know, I hope, uh, I hope, I hope it ain't so. But I don't know. Is there a comment? There are a couple comments. I'll get to that now. Brett McCarthy simply says, unreal, out of South Dakota. And then Leland Albertson, Iowa, says, and uh, both these guys, Hall of Famers, says, uh, living life like he plays football, not the best. Yeah, you know, getting getting physical, getting physical, yeah. Uh, And, uh, you know, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. And, of course, uh, well, it's going to be real interesting with Carolina. We'll get to that in a little bit. The quarterback situation there, a lot of you know what I mean. But we'll get to it when we get to it very shortly. The Minnesota Vikings re-signed Amir Abdullah. One-year contract. Welcome back to the Vikings, Amir Abdullah. He's, he's all right. You know, he's a solid returner. And he can be interesting as well. He can receive and run a little bit. He's a solid, you know, backup running back. You know, backup or third running back, that kind of guy. He's solid. He's okay. Um, I have nothing against Amir Abdullah. At the end of the day, a good, solid uh, player. Welcome back to Minnesota. The Vikings reportedly made an offer to former offensive lineman Nick Easton. And, well, well, I guess it was too little, I guess, because he's not here. Apparently, he's still a free agent, so I guess you never know. He's still a free agent. As I'm kinda, I was kind of loading that on the fly here. Still a free agent. He had joined the Saints about two years ago, if I remember. Yeah, two years ago. 
after uh, 2017. Uh, we were unable to bring him back. That was a big bummer. Um, I would welcome back Nick Easton if he's uh, willing to come back to Minnesota somehow, some way. He'd be, well, what was he? he was a pretty solid left guard, wasn't he? Uh, and he can play center. Most guards can play center. Some are better than others. Of course, Matt Burke was a guard, and he became a center. And he became a damn good center, I think, you know, potentially almost, almost Hall of Fame good. Almost. But maybe he'll eventually get in. He's one of those type of guys. Um, Nick Easton. Yeah. I would welcome him back if, say, the draft doesn't go well and he's still floating around out there. I'd even, you know, but it depends on how much they offered him and how much they want to give him and cap space and this and that. He's 28 years old. I would have rather had him than... Uh, I almost called him Brian Dozier again, Dakota Dozier. Brian Dozier, the Twins. God, and he, his career really went down the you-know-where, too. Pretty crazy. Nicholas Easton. Nicholas. But we made the trade for Mason Cole. That might be another reason why. It's like, okay, whatever. I guess we're done with that. It was like right after that. Mason Cole. Well, of course, I guess the Arizona Cardinals say Mason Cole. Sort of it could also be uh, like potentially lighting a uh, fire under Garrett Bradbury as well, because Garrett Bradbury's not been good. That's interesting. <laughs> wow, I, I hope I caught everything. Hope it wasn't choppy. Uh, everything was kind of like, the, yeah, the spinning wheel nonsense. I think it caught everything. Looks like it, but um, we'll see. I hope so. Apologize for that. I don't know what the reason is. Honestly, other than this computer is not so good. So I'll have to check that out here as I wrap up. That's disappointing. Uh, Minnesota Vikings returns to the Minnesota... Uh, <laughs> McKenzie Alexander returns to the Minnesota Vikings as I'm getting a little bit off-kilter here. Wearing number 20, and he might be wearing number 20 again. Um, otherwise, we'll see what number he ends up wearing. I I guess it doesn't matter. It's just nice to have him back. One-year contract. No, uh, I thought there was... Oh, there's comments. Yeah, I was like, where are they? They're all there, and every comment is relevant, you son of a gun. Uh, Gerald Swing says, wow, this is cool. I've seen in a couple mock drafts the Vikings picking up Pay. Yep, that would be that defensive tackle, uh, defensive end, pardon me. If that happens, we can end up going from about the worst to best D-lines in the league. Getting Alexander back along with Patrick Peterson is going to be a huge help for the secondary in general. Hopefully, we'll help our two rookies from last year make that next step. Really starting to like our defense again. Me too, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, dis I'm disheartened at the moment about other things. It's just, it's a bummer. Uh, Roger in, in Bowden says, great, but I hope they save some money for the line. Get Nick Easton back or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wouldn't mind Nick Easton back, Roger. I really wouldn't. Looks like there's a couple replies and it's not showing them because this is happening. Come on, peoples. Don't be interrupting. <laughs> I can't even hit the reply. Here we go. Dave Vicky says, Nick Easton or Austin Blythe? Blythe would work, says Roger in Bowden. Maybe I'll check on Blythe here on the fly, too. And he signed with the Kansas City Chiefs, just like the guy we would have liked, like Tooney. Had to check that out on the fly, his situation. Austin Blythe, he signed with the Chiefs. That's great. Ugh. Boo! I, I'm tired of the Chiefs already. Tired of them. So I guess Nick Easton or, uh, you know, something. Uh, hopefully one of the best guards in the draft here moving forward. Uh, uh, Slater or something. That would be unbelievable. If he slid to us, I think we take him like that. I think. But then again, oh, no, we got to take a cornerback now. Now we got to take a cornerback. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Dave Hickey says, love this. I think he swallowed his ego, and he's going to do great things. Red McCarthy says, nice. Yes, yes, yes. Now we're getting Derek. Uh, I just called him Derek. McKenzie Alexander back. Shoring up the defense, Minnesota Vikings sign former Cowboys safety. Xavier Woods, no comments. And then here we go. The Vikings uh, pass block. 
grade and rank since 2014. I forget where this came from, but I had to share it. Oh, here we go. 2014. Isn't that great? Uh, 23rd in the league. 2015, 28th in the league. 2016, 30th. 2017, 17th. Funny. Uh, 2018, 27th. 2019, 27th. 2020, 29th. And that had the worst number of them all, actually. That, uh, that was bad. 55.5. The best couple of years were uh, 2014, 72.4. 2017, 71.9. Uh, only one comment. Hey, up, Eric Mostard. I believe South Dakota says... Most of our free agency was spent on defense, just like every other year. And I feel you, Eric. I feel your frustration. I'm with you all the way. And now we've approved a 17-game season for 2021. I don't like it. I don't like it. You know, because now everything's going to be odd. Everything's going to be off. You're going to have uneven home and road. You're going to have weird numbers, like 13-4 and four instead of 13-3. and three. 13, 14 and 3. It's just going to be weird. I, I don't like it. I missed. I, I already missed 13 and 3, 12 and 4, 11 and 5, 10 and 6, 9 and 7, 15 and 1. You know, I, 17 games. And yes, uh, Leland says the obvious here in a lot of ways. Money is what's driving it. Yes, it is. And especially now, I suppose, that you're going to have fans that they'll be limited. But at least there will be fans now. Finally, finally, the Minnesota Wild get fans in the arena and they lose after an 11 game home winning streak. 11 games at, at home with only 250 people in attendance. And the Wild win 11 in a row. They get 3,000 people and they get beat. But, of course, it was the Colorado Avalanche. We'll talk about that on Brave. The Wild coming up in a couple of days here on Thursday. The Jets trade Sam Darnit. No, Sam Darnold. I'm just kidding. To the Panthers for not much. For not much. Multiple picks. Yeah, sixth-round pick this year. And is it like multiple fourth-round picks in the future? Uh, like next year. That's not that much. Sam Darnold, yeah, very, very turnover-prone, this and that. No comments there. So now he's with the Panthers. So we'll, we'll see what happens to Teddy Bridgewater now. Sam Darnold and Teddy Bridgewater duking it out for the quarterback position. Interesting. Kind of sounds like the Vikings with Rich Gannon and uh, and, and uh, Wade Wilson or something back in the day. Uh, man, it kind of does sound like that, doesn't it? Uh, Tommy Kramer and Wade Wilson, you know, in the 80s. All right, let's keep going. Yep, and then there's the Jeff Gladney conversation. That's pretty much it at the end of the day. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with Jeff Gladney. And the Vikings' approach in the draft may involve a cornerback of some sorts. Maybe the Gopher cornerback, somebody higher. I hope not too high. Let's not make that the top priority of the draft. You did get Patrick Peterson. You did get McKenzie Alexander. This guy has not fallen. It's not over. Please don't go in the first round with a cornerback again. Oh, please don't, unless you're trading away some of those seventh-round picks to move up or something. Because <laughs> you, you just love to have 19 seventh-round picks for some reason. Uh, it's nice to have, I guess, but not really. It's not that great at the end of the day. I, I hate when the Vikings turn down like or trade down like five times or whatever in the third, fourth, fifth round. It's so dumb. It just adds to my frustration every year. Every single year, trading down, trading down, trading down. It's like, come on. Come on, do you hate everybody that, that uh, do you hate everybody that I like or something? Because there'll be somebody there that I really like, and they're like, nope, out. See you in see you in like an hour. You know, it's like thanks, dude. <laughs> Trade down like forever, and then it's like a hundred picks later. Yay, we finally pick again, and it's yeah, it's another person I never really heard of. That's great. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> yep, another linebacker from Timbuktu or defensive end from you know, like uh, Olympus Mons on Mars somewhere. 
I'm just kidding. I'm crazy. With that said, though, uh, the weather's turning in the positive direction for the most part, except for a pretty crazy thunderstorm last night. Nothing bad, just very, uh, very, uh, very uh, much involving lightning. A lot of lightning, cloud to ground, cloud to air, a lot of interesting stuff. You can hear the birds tweeting because I do have the window open. It's nice and cool. Cool breeze coming in here after an 80-degree day yesterday. Holy crap. Um, Got to enjoy spring somehow, even if it's behind a microphone and I'm getting a nice, beautiful breeze in my face right now. Feels great. Um, that's the cool part. That means we're approaching draft time, and I hope you all are excited about the draft. I hope it ends up going well for the Vikings. I hope we take a quarterback somewhere, but I'm guessing the quarterback of the future for Minnesota is probably not going to happen in this draft. That's just my guess, but maybe, just maybe, Rick Spielman will surprise us all, just like when he moved up to take Teddy Bridgewater. Completely unexpected. Maybe we move up and take Mac Jones or something. Who knows? Or somebody unexpected slips, and we got our eyes on Justin Fields, and it's time to go. Like a Justin Fields slips, and he's the next Aaron Rodgers. You know, that type of thing where he was supposed to go number two, and he went 24th or something. Vikings trade up and take him, and let's go. Let's roll, baby, in a couple years. Because Aaron Rodgers didn't play right away. He didn't, did he? And Justin Fields probably wouldn't play right away if he was drafted by the Vikings, obviously. And that's fine. If he gets ready to roll in a couple years, maybe maybe miracles can happen. <laughs> With that said, again, have a wonderful couple weeks here. Enjoy the spring and stay safe, stay sane, all that good stuff. I'm the one that needs to stay sane sometimes, but I suppose everybody does for all different reasons. But uh, that's up to you. Take care, and God bless. We will talk to you soon. Reviewing Draft 2021.